0: Difficult? difficult,
1: difficult,
0: difficult, 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 women. Action. <laughs> and go. And now we start, start talking Talking in a podcast form <laughs> because this is <laughs> difficult, difficult Women. Hello, I'm your host, Marie. I'm your other host, Katie. You know, I <laughs> hate to say it like that. Sorry. That's so weird. <laughs>
1: So <laughs> and I'm your I'm number just, one
0: host, Kate and Marie. <laughs> and I'm just happened to come by today. No. <laughs> Together, like. we make uh, Difficult Women podcasts. We're also in a band called Reformed Whores. You, you can listen to us. Yeah, you should come see us. You should listen to us. You should watch our videos. You should be our boyfriends, <laughs> and our girlfriends.
1: Oh <laughs> and yeah. yeah, we can also use just regular friends.
0: <laughs> Whatever.
1: Why not? How are you? I'm great. Why are
0: you great? I don't know. I'm fine. I'm good. Um, I. How are you? I'm doing great. I'm so excited to announce something extremely special about Difficult Women podcast. Oh, what is that? I think I know. Ladies and gentlemen, hold your penises and vaginas. We have a sponsor. We do.
1: And it could not be a more perfect sponsor for us.
0: It's, I mean, honestly, when we started, we joked about this company sponsoring us. And then all of a sudden we got this random email saying, hey, would you like us to sponsor you? And we're like, yes. Oh my God. Thank you. Jesus Christ. Dream come true. (laughs) And that sponsor is com. Do you um, like sex? I love sex, and I love sex toys. Oh my god! Well, don't even get me started about my <laughs> satisfier. <laughs> you got your satisfier. Back to that, guys. You've heard me talking about the satisfier. It just sucks on your clit like a like. Well, Nikki Glaser's joke. It's like a barnacle. It's it's amazing. Yeah, but and you can s-
1: if you don't like that,
0: yeah, you want a are, butt plug the, you got. We got it at AdamAndEve.com. <laughs> you want.
1: Uh, nipple the swing, nipple uh, some sort of Ooh, a sex swing. Oh my God. I bet you can get it at I adamandeve.com.
0: Would love to have a I swing. I wouldn't
1: mind that. I don't think I could fit it in my apartment. I but also don't think your roommates would appreciate that. <laughs> that we'd have fun on it. We'd all we'd take turns. Um so here's the thing about our special situation with adamandeve.com. Mm-hmm. If you use the code HOREO, that's W H O R E O at checkout,
0: mm-hmm. you get all sorts of stuff. What do they get, Marie? I mean, I, I thought this was fake because I couldn't believe that if if you pick, it's not every item, but m- most of the items, if you pick one item, you get 50% off that item. Yes, almost any item that they available. have at adamandeve.com. Um, and then plus, you get free stuff. More free stuff.
1: All these things. There's uh, 10 tantalizing free gifts. Uh, one of them is is a sexy item for him. Mm. One's a special gift for
0: her. And a third item for you both to enjoy. Oh my God. And six free spicy movies. (laughs) Movies? I mean, that's awesome. Movies? You can enjoy that with the whole family. (laughs) (laughs) Plus free shipping. And here's the thing about free shipping. What a gift. Because (laughs) shipping is so expensive now. I know. I'm constantly canceling... Things that I order online because the shipping is more expensive than the actual thing. But with this, adamandeve.com, it's free shipping. So you can get your satisfier for half off plus 10 free items uh, with using the promo code HORIO. That's HORIO, W H O R E O. Right at adamandeve.com. I mean, we've made it. We have. I actually told my mother that Adam and Eve was gonna give us a promo code to to for our listeners, and she said, "Oh my gosh, Marie, this is so exciting! Like this is so meant to be. You have made it." Yes, yeah, <laughs> like, true. Thanks, Mom. That's really nice. You know, and through through the years, it hasn't been all, you know, glory and everything. But this now now we've made it in her eyes. So that's all Perfect. that matters, really. Go on over to AdamandEve.com. I know, I was perusing that website a lot. I mean,
1: half off. That's really good.
0: Anyway, <laughs> you're welcome, <laughs> listeners. Yeah, don't no joke. And we, we we said that the promo code should be Horio because that's what we call our fans. Right. That's you. That's me and you. Yep, I'm and a big fan of, of this. You. Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Um, what uh, else has been going on for you? Uh, just celebrating fall. That's I love, same. I'm a basic bitch. I love a good pump, pumpkin spice latte. Do you know, I bought
1: a pumpkin <laughs> spice cider yesterday for oh, shits and giggles. Yeah, basic
0: bitch. Holy
1: crap, I couldn't drink it. Oh, yeah, it too was sweet. It was so sweet. No, no, no. I don't know what's happening. I mean, I love sweet things, but that was too much for me. I'm sorry. Yeah. I heard there's a good uh, pumpkin spice pod milk. Oh, God. Jesus. But again, I don't really do the pumpkin spice. I thing. went
0: to a friend's recently. She had a lavender pod milk, and I was like, get that fuck. It tasted t- like be, potpourri. Oh, I more. Co- While well, we put it in the, my coffee,
1: it's disgusting. I'd be more into the lavender pod milk than the pumpkin, pumpkin,
0: pumpkin spice. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Maybe soon see. we can get a pumpkin spice uh, nut milk to well not if you're gonna <laughs> chill over oh, it we no, won't I'm sorry sorry i'll take <laughs> it back it's never
1: gonna happen uh, uh you know what? here's another thing though that happened to me this morning that i just wanted to mention you had brought this up to me uh-huh and i was sort of like oh cool and i just didn't really look into it but then i saw an article about the highway high women the high women
0: oh yes the high women which is the super group of brandy carlisle yes. yes who's in it brandy Carlisle. Brandi carlisle Morris, uh, 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 the, Amanda Shires uh, right, Amanda and then Shires. I can never remember the fourth girl which is so terrible well, I only know Brandi Carlile to be honest yeah. with you
1: but the but so and the other girl they're all lovely singers they're all wonderful mm-hmm. um and I didn't really fully understand what the deal was with that band mm-hmm. uh, but then the article kind of broke down what was going on there and I have to tell you it's basically our band oh I know honestly because it's what it is is it's they were making the album because there was not enough women on the radio and mm-hmm. country music, radio, mm-hmm. specifically country music. And uh, they were trying to make songs that were within the format of these old timey country songs that men had done. Mm-hmm. It's a great idea. Mm-hmm. Really cool. Co- like one of the songs is a Brandy Carlile song. It's about how this man is looking at her girlfriend mm. and she's like. She's like I love this woman and she loves me and if we ever break up she's not going to go to you.
0: <laughs> and it's like, oh geez, wow. It's so good. I love Brandy Carlisle. Yeah, she's amazing. Too yeah I, there's a song about being, a, by being moms being moms yeah that's designing really cool. women mm-hmm. that's a cool one I mean yeah it's great
1: it was neat but it reminded me of us honestly because <laughs> when we started well I've been trolling
0: them I, I, I write occasionally in their Instagrams uh, can we open for you
1: <laughs> I mean we, we would we be would be perfect, the best perfect, I know honestly except that there's I mean, you know, absolutely not so dirty and stuff but yeah I mean I don't have like, any diversity
0: if dirty. it's just all of us white bitches singing about equality and stuff
1: there's not a lot of diverse uh, racial diversity in country music no either, period no. so that's no. No. One thing that Brandy
0: Carlyle just reposted on um, Instagram was that one of her fans was listening to one of her songs and that Spotify, the algorithm, whatever, then suggested uh, a, a man's song uh, piggybacking onto her saying right. like, well, if you like this song, you should like you would like this song. And when the woman looked, it was like all men. And then she klep- kept clicking through Spotify. And it wasn't until the 17th page did a woman show up on, yeah. on the playlist? Yeah, so Spotify too. Yeah, is a uh, is part of the problem. I'm sure part of
1: it is just like the the uh, music of, industry too. Just yeah, is, if there's mostly male singers, then those are yeah. going to be most people that pop up.
0: But why would a woman? I mean, like. There's something wrong with the algorithm if it's like, right. But, you know, why not
1: Casey Musgraves or somebody? Right. Uh, That was another interesting point was that they were saying that even with someone like Casey Musgraves, who's really blowing up in the country world, she's won like four Grammys or something. Mm -hmm. They don't play her on the radio.
0: Oh, interesting. Yeah, And somebody
1: made a comment about her and she wrote back being like, yeah, they don't put me on the radio, but she's won four Grammys. Right.
0: So, also, who listens to the radio
1: anymore? I guess that's the other thing.
0: We do occasionally on tour when our, our phones, when the CD doesn't, work. are not CD. <laughs> pl- when the CD player doesn't work, <laughs> then we listen to the when radio. When we get that shitty ass rental <laughs> car where, that you can't play your headphones, I go in. for a minute. My God, yeah. Well, that's exciting. Yeah, I mean, everybody listen to the High Women. Uh, they're they're great. It's interesting. I mean, you know, uh, it just even just the concept. Mm-hmm. And then listen to us, yeah. <laughs> because listen to us. We're please. the original High Women. <laughs> That's right, bitches. Yeah. All right. Well, enough with that. Let's okay. let's get into what we're going to talk right. about today. I'm just avoiding it. So, Katie texted me like we have to do this, and uh, you know, you texted me a couple weeks ago about sex robots, and I was yes. like, yeah, okay, <laughs> all right, that's a great idea. And then you followed it up with this one, and I was like, ah, no, I don't want to do this. Yeah. But here we are. We're doing it. We're doing it. So today we're talking about. Incels. Incels. Yay, so fun. So fun incels. So exciting. Yeah. What is, what, is in, what is an incel? An
1: incel. Incel means involuntary celibate, which means that there are these groups of guys online that are um, sharing their experiences or their feelings about... Being, uh, They think that they're either ugly or they have some sort of social thing that's preventing them from meeting and connecting and having sex with, specifically, women. Mm-hmm. And um, they form these online communities where they can, well, bash women. <laughs> and in theory, you know, relate with each other. But it's turned pretty yuck- uh, ugly.
0: Well, because where I heard the word in cell and where we constantly keep hearing it in the media is after a mass shooting. Right. Or, you know, there's been definitely several cases, and I don't want to say these people's names yes, on our I podcast, and um, but the media will immediately say, like, you know, this person was an incel, and he had a manifesto, and you know, uh, this the guy in um, California that shot up the uh, university, he had of this huge mat- manifesto, and then people in the incel community were then praising him. Right. And so this is how we've b- begun to learn about this community, right? Us as, like, your average Americans and this is why I did not want to talk about this because we're this is a comedy feminist funny podcast podcast, and and here we're talking about domestic terrorists right Uh. um but I will say part of the reason
1: why it is relevant to us Mm -hmm. in this podcast is we're women well we're yes we okay. Did you know? No. Nope. Who, who am I? Uh, I was going to say the reason why it's relevant to us and any women out there listening is that it's almost like, I almost see it as like the flip side of uh, feminism and female liberation. It's like the the dark, repercu- not repercussions, but a backlash mm. to uh, our autonomy because a lot of these guys believe that uh, they deserve by some... Just by merit of being a man, they deserve to have sex with women.
0: Mm-hmm. Right? It's their their natural right enough, to yeah. control. And, and I'm
1: fascinated by this. The reason why I want to talk about it was because number one, I'm so scared <laughs> of, of, of this notion <laughs> and that kind of. So misogyny. why not just? So let's just face, let's it, just head face it head on. Head um, on. Okay. And I'm also fascinated by it because what is going on there? Mm-hmm. Why do they think that? Why do why do people? Why do these boys? who feel ugly, right? Mm-hmm. Instead of um, instead of just going, uh, oh God, maybe I should brush my teeth more often or something.
0: Wash my face. Right, or, wash my yeah. face. Or
1: like, you know, be nice to a girl. Mm-hmm. Why do I feel like automatically, they I, I just deserve to be right. loved or fucked by a, a woman?
0: Well, a lot of these men have, and first off, they're they're mostly under 25. They're all very young. And I found some statistics, over 60 6% said they were under 25. Um, almost two-thirds said they don't have any real friends. And half said that they've considered plastic surgery. Right. I guess to, be, to more be
1: attractive. Right. To.
0: And then a lot of them have said that they get bullied, but bullied by women.
1: You know... I don't know what their experience is. Mm -hmm. Um, And it's certainly we know. First of all, these young, young people, we know it's hard in high school, period. Right. right? People are mean to each other, period. I'm sure there's like mean girls that are mean to these boys. I know that that exists. That's Mm -hmm. definitely a real thing. So if that's maybe all you're experiencing from women that then there's like this hatred that builds. One thing that I found really interesting, there was like a Vice documentary that was following around this incel. And when uh, he, he said something along the lines of, um, well, you know, all women can have sex anytime they want. And mm. all women are, you know, and when, the, when the, the documentarian who was a woman was like pushing back on him, he, oh, I know what it was. He says that uh, women have sex with like hundreds of men all the time.
0: And oh. she was like,
1: "What?" <laughs> She's like, "What do you mean?" Like, "Why why who why do you think Where all did you get women? your information?" Yeah, exactly. And and she when she sort of pushed back on him, he got very like he was bristling. He's like, "Well, well you don't know women that are in like 19, 20 years old right now." And And deciding. so there is this notion floating around this group of men that women are this first of all that they're one way. Mm-hmm. That there's only one kind of woman, which is weird, mm. and then number two, that like they're just banging every every bro out there or something. That they're having women are having insane amounts of sex, and then these guys are having zero sex.
0: Do you think they're getting this information online just from just each talking other? From just each, other. each other, right? It's like they're talk just, news. right. You know,
1: Those people they are just like insulated.
0: Well, it's it's crazy. These people do not go outside. I mean, these are the trolls. We've definitely gotten so many of these comments. We get these random, as you guys know, troll time. We get these random comments from people, and I just envision this person, like in their parents' basement in a dark room, who hasn't gone outside, that is just trolling women, right, specifically to make them feel bad, and that's their that's their job. And they're so angry, so angry, so
1: so angry. Mm -hmm. So like. One of the yeah. giant. Oh, what were you gonna say?
0: Well, I'm just cur- so. Where do you think this anger comes from? I yeah,
1: ask. I. I mean, one thing that's interesting is that it's coming alongside the rise of women's rights, right? So mm-hmm. as women get more and more powerful oh they're they're feeling their, their power like losing their power and in fact like there are statistics that show that uh young women are doing better and better in schools and applying to colleges at higher rates and as those rates are going up the male rates are like plummeting so there's something legitimately like happening here but it's like a weird social
0: psychological something you know okay bear with me yes um when was it where we thought the world was going to end it was like oh, may 20 2000 or something yeah may, may 20 yeah something? no it wasn't y2k oh, it, it was, was like a whole Amazon, other the may the, the mayan, mayan calendar yes the mayan calendar i think it was i think it was 2002 or something like may 21st I'm, i can't remember the exact date Riotus, one yeah, podcast, it it not right us difficult yeah but anyway um the mayans had predicted that the world was going to end on this particular date and I remember, like I was at happy hour, and we were like, "Is it gonna? Be? Is its it gonna happen? Oh
1: my god!"
0: Um, I was probably under my bed. You probably were. You probably were. I was like looking at this guy, like, "Come yeah. take take me." Oh, yeah. But um, a lot of theorists, uh, or or um, a lot of I don't. What are they called? The philosophers, yeah, a I don't lot know. of philosophers, I don't know <laughs> yeah, that's is it. Is that it? I don't know. A lot of philosophers actually had have said that the minds didn't say the world was going to end, it was actually the world was going to flip and change, uh, right. and the rise of women will happen, right? Hence, this like henceforth, right? The rise of women, and I tell you. Has there not been a rise of women since like two thousand two? No, it's, I mean you know. So I think those Mayans were right, yeah. and I think that that is exactly what's happening: is that women are on the rise. We're getting we're we're getting uh, better. You know, we're um, uh, getting our education on. We're getting better jobs. We're not needing uh, you know husbands or right. this the everything that we have known. In the past. And retaking control of our bodies. Yes. And that,
1: I think, is the thing that's specifically threatening to incels. Uh Uh-huh. Because... I mean, not that it was such a free-for-all before where people are just like grabbing women and banging <laughs> on the street. It wasn't like that. Right. But there there was certainly a notion where women were much more like giving in to sexual advances. And there was much more clear line of like women stay at home and they get married mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. men go out and work and all that and they run the
0: household. Mm-hmm. And that's shifting. Mm-hmm. That is definitely shifting. Right. Well, one thing that I came across is that some of these incels uh, have been they have police records for groping and stalking women. Oh, interesting. Um so they they f- I mean they go out they actually go outside and and, and grope do women. Feel entitled. But they feel feel as though that women belong to them right. and it is their absolute right to touch them and to to have ownership over them, which is just I mean it's 2019. They must they must be absolutely terrified at this oh, point I'm because sure. everything that they thought as a man. I mean, that's. I mean, we have raised our m- men to believe that they can't have feelings, they can't cry, right, they have right, to be right, a man. Right. But then, us feminists, all of a sudden, are saying one thing and then something else. I mean, we can't. Like we're shifting those those right. notions. I think that that is definitely a threatening. It's very thing
1: confusing, confusing. For and it's
0: confusing for and especially these young. Gentlemen, yes. and this generation specifically, I think, is going to get the brunt of it, and because, because of, well, yeah, and because of technology, they're able to just go into the dark web. So
1: that's the other <laughs> thing I read. Was it not only? Not only is the technology isolating, right? Because they're just... in. in, in and that, that Vice documentary too, the guy was saying, I feel more like myself when I'm alone in my room online than I do when I'm out in the world. When I'm out in the world, I feel like I'm playing a video game. And when I'm at home oh God, talking to these terrifying. insult people, I feel like myself. And I think that that's part of the problem, which is like this whole technology thing where we're isolating ourselves. Mm-hmm. But in addition to that, a thing I read that was interesting is that it's, it is the... It is the Instagram conundrum culture thing where everyone's life seems better on the outside, mm-hmm. you know, than in the inside times a million, because it's like what I was saying with like, oh, these women, these girls nowadays they are having sex with hundreds of boys. That's not true. It just maybe looks like that on their Instagram posts because they're like they're also insecure and they're trying to attract boys and they don't know what they're mm-hmm. doing because they're just kids, too. And so they're posting these sexy pictures or they're, you know, talking about whatever but I I doubt very much that the majority of twenty year olds in this country right now have had sex with a hundred boys. <laughs> you know oh, what I mean? I just, yeah, I just really don't think that that's right. the norm.
0: You know. Well, one journalist asked an incel on like sixty Minutes or something, and like, what do you really want? And the guy, this young kid, was like, I just want a girlfriend. Yeah. And, and then the journalist was like, Well, what would you do to your girlfriend? And he was like, Just hug and kiss her. It's yeah. like, oh my god. So, <laughs> but how like.
1: I remember being in high school and feeling specifically like my mom, my parents were divorced. So my mom was like going on dates and stuff. And I was so like annoyed by that because Mm. I was 15 and I felt like I should be going on dates. But uh-huh. I didn't really date that much. There wasn't, it wasn't that easy. We didn't, I don't know. I, I was shy and mm. I did have a, eventually I had a boyfriend Uh, in like f- when I was about 15 and then I had another boyfriend when I was like 17. But it wasn't, I, I didn't have, I think you had more like boyfriends when you were in school. I didn't have that. Mm. So I had a lot of like loneliness and a lot of, a lot of my diary entries are like, are like, why can't I find a boyfriend? There was so much about like boys and whatever. So I, I, I don't want to say I relate to incel, yeah, but
0: I relate to that loneliness is painful. Well, I imagine so. Would you have turned to the dark web? So, I don't know. <laughs> I mean, I i think because I'm a woman,
1: oh, and that's another thing, but uh, it, it's uh, that incel community, and there I read an article about this too how it's not welcoming to women in cells, fem cells, as they call them fem cells. Fem cells. Ooh, that
0: sounds like a cool band name, <laughs> sounds like a robot, yeah, <laughs>
1: like
0: a, sounds like a sex robot. <laughs>
1: um, but, uh, yeah, so so what I was going to kind of lead to is that I think that the impetus for trying to find a community of people that under, to, that relate to your feelings is not an unhealthy one, mm-hmm. right? And so that there are these wi- hey, women out we there, all join too. clubs and do sure, things. Sure, and you want to s- find people with things in common. Yeah, and also, if that's you're not healthy. sure if you feel normal or not, and then mm-hmm. you have all these people being like, oh, I feel that way, too. That's nice, mm-hmm. in theory. Um, and these, these female uh, incels are... Struggling too to f- make connections with the opposite sex, or not even the opposite sex, but
0: making connections with people. Do the fem cells get in communities online with just other women, or are fem cells trying to get in with the men? They've been as trying well? to get in with the
1: men. I'm sure there must be some communities of just women, but there's some specific women that are trying to kind of get in with the male communities i think part of the thing is it feels shameful to not be able to connect with people so it's Mm. hard for people to talk about it too on top of all this but for but i think that the other thing that's worth mentioning is that some of these kids are kind of like regular kids that are struggling to be social and are kind of maybe nerdy or you know awkward or maybe not that attractive or all those things Um, but some people have legitimate it is a legitimate problem for some people where like This one woman they were talking to, she has a genetic disorder where she legitimately does not look very attractive and has a really hard time meeting people as a result. So it is a legitimate thing that's hard to get through when you're feeling lonely. But the internet has made it into this crazy
0: thing. We're going into the the worst of the worst of humanity, I feel. After the sex robot episode (laughs) and now this. But seriously, it's like if you have these like serious issues. So like, obviously these, these young men, these, and they're young are suffering from depression and loneliness. And instead, uh, like, what's the cure to that? Get out and fucking go roller skating or, like, go out and, like, join a, you know, a kayaking club or something. But instead of doing that nowadays, we turn into the computer for our friends. And the thing that's crazy about these incels is they're all anonymous. It's not like you're making your best friend and you know his name, you know, like, where he lives. And, like, we can all go physically hang out together, go bowling and drink beer like what we did in high school. These people just get online and then they start just like... Well, and they weirdly self...
1: There's so much self... uh, First, okay, there's so much self-hatred with these incels too. We see a lot of the outside hatred, right, with the misogyny and stuff and they try to put it on women and women are whores and women are horrible and like Mm -hmm. they'll never sleep with me and like I hate them and I hate women and feminists suck and all that stuff. But really what's also happening there is so much self-hatred. And if you Mm. think about it, I mean... Teens, as a community of people, tend to be kind of insecure and self-hating oh and struggling with yes. so many so like so many issues anyway mm-hmm. so then these particular kids being also kind of like outcasts for diff- various reasons have then found this community online that's not just like hey buddy i feel for you i'm sorry you're feeling that way it's more like yeah you are ugly it's like can you rate mm-hmm. my picture oh yeah you're hideous oh my gosh that's why women don't like you. your your chin is weak you're you know feminine looking right they just add fuel to the yeah. fire so it 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 Again, this Vice documentary that I was watching, uh, they were talking about how um, oh, there was one kid on the video while she was there. One of the kids that they were skyping with, or whatever—not it's not called skyping, but internet connecting with. Sorry, I don't Um, was this boy, and then he knows that the documentarian is there, and they know it's a woman, and they're kind of saying this fucking bitch, this Vice bitch, and they're being really mean to her. And the kid is sort of like, "Yeah, this is how we talk," you know. And then this one mm-hmm. kid pulls down his pants and he shits on
0: the floor. Wait, what? Oh, (laughs) oh no. You can do that on the internet all you want. Do the poopy emoji all you want. But the second you take your shit on my floor. Right. But
1: what's what? going on in that person, right? They must be wait, 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 during so the, wait. During, during the interview? It wasn't the kid. It was a guy that they were Skyping uh, with. Oh, okay. So one of these anonymous people, sort of, in a way, was right? Was just shitting on. Okay. Yeah. And it's sort of a way, I think, and that apparently was one of his antics that he always was like participating. He'd always like pull his pants down and shit on the floor, and they'd kind of laugh at him and they'd kind of egg him oh, on. Oh, boys. And it was their thing. And it, right. Oh, boys. Oh, boys. Um, he killed himself like oh, a couple no. weeks later. Well, and that the suicide rates are really high within these communities. because
0: he's lonely and he, he wants so people sad. to see him totally. And that's the thing I think that these incels feel is that they're invisible. Right. So that's why they're anonymous and going into these places and wanting attention. And that's why these—I I, I hate talking about these mass murderers, but they want attention, right? They because they don't have it at all, right? And also, this kid
1: on the, that was being interviewed, he was saying, like, look, the most, the majority of us are very meek people. Mm-hmm. We're not actually going to go out and kill anybody. And
0: very well spoken. That's what one, one journalist was like. I mean, if you go on there, oh, very, very very, very, very literate.
1: Very, yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of Great times writers. maybe there's bookworms and things, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. That haven't been able to socialize as so much. Right. Oh, but again, not, not, some of these things are certainly similar deals that we had to deal with growing up. You know, bullying and that kind of thing. But again, the internet compounds it. And then again, the the comparing
0: yourself to other people online is so poisonous. Oh, so poisonous. We all got to just get off the internet and go j- jump rope. Right. That's Everybody the, go There jump you off. go. I figured it I out. Go I solved r- it. Marie's
1: fixed it. I fixed it
0: That's for good. you guys. Let's get
1: on to Reddit and just like tell them like, hey guys, we have a solution. We have a you solution, you guys. Jump rope. You
0: fucking bitch. That's what they'd say. Oh my God. we we'll I have a question uh, to lighten it up. So- all these people uh, incels have like um really really cool names (laughs) cool names or just i mean i don't know (laughs) what was an incel name do you remember it was like mechanic 77 and they they were like do you work on cartoons like no (laughs) okay all right but did you have a screen name when you were younger um, AOL so chat. This is <laughs> sort of sad.
1: I really wanted to pick a screen name. I was like, really, like, had thought about it before I got in the internet. I really wanted it, and then my dad set up the internet, and it was just Catherine Frame.
0: Oh, oh, he set up your chat name. Oh, mm-hmm. and dad. it was like such a sad thing, Catherine Frame. Yeah, doesn't your father know you're not supposed to use I, your real name during the chat? I chats? Guess not. Wow. But I don't think he expected me to chat with anybody. Mm. I think that Did you? Like Did thing. you get in the oh, chats? yeah, for sure.
1: <laughs> Actually, I think I'm wrong. I don't think it was Catherine Frame. It was Frame K-A, which is still bad because okay. my name is still in it. Frame K. Yeah. That's Frame what it Frame K. And then later it became Catherine Frame, mm. which is a shitty name. What was yours? Mid Child 3. Oh. <laughs> Genius. Yeah. So you got to pick your own? Mm-hmm. That's yeah. That's nice. Yeah. I mean, see these kids today? They have so much autonomy. They can pick their own screen names. P- I wasn't allowed to do that. Wow, <laughs> no, we are just...
0: They were privileged. No, uh, no, just kidding. Um, <laughs> but we're giving them a space. I mean, but that's... Here's a question. It's like, you know, the mass shooter, uh, right before he went and did what he did, he had posted Facebook. Facebook, YouTube, like, they post all these things on there. But, like, why aren't why, why aren't we surveying this sort of stuff more carefully or, I mean, I think they're starting to
1: now. I think he really took people by surprise. I think he was a little bit more on the early end with those kinds of things and sort of started that. The surveying, sure. And I think that I know Reddit took down. Yeah. Reddit doesn't, that whole Reddit posting page or whatever for the incels is totally gone. But there's other places that like 4chan and stuff that are not as, um, you know, they don't care about that stuff. Um, but so here's the thing about it for me, mm-hmm. is as I was looking into this, I've been like dying to find an answer to this. Like, well why, like why, and is it just, and a lot of the articles are very much angled from the perspective of saying like, well these, you know, these guys don't even want sex, they just want full male, white male specifically, domination. That's mm. that To them that's the only th- thing that's acceptable, right? Mm-hmm. Cool. You can look at it that way for sure. I totally understand that argument. But even as I'm sitting here thinking about it and as we've been talking about it, they're also, these are kids. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? These are like young, young boys. So that's putting like a lot, even if that is what they want, they're not just like coming up with that. Like they're getting that. Where is that coming from? Their anger is coming like from somewhere, right? Mm -hmm. And so there is this um, TED Talk that we both watched, Dr. Warren For, Farrell? Farrell? Farrell. 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 Farrell.
0: It does it's, He doesn't spell it like Farrell. Okay, so it could Farrell. be maybe Farrell, or Perfect. it would be really cool if it was Dr. Farrell. <laughs> Why? Because Farrell. I love Farrell, the musician. Oh. I see. <laughs> I don't <know. laughs> I, mean, I don't really know. Let me just dump it. I make a connection to <laughs> Yeah, being yeah. Like, a, like no. an
1: incel thing. Oh,
0: I mean, if yeah. It was Dr. Incel? That would be a <laughs> other interesting. That things. would be... So we yes. watch this TED Talk now. <laughs> yeah. Dr. Warren Farrell.
1: And he is a feminist. Mm-hmm. He's very much a feminist. Mm-hmm. He kind of came up with... Um, uh, was involved with Gloria Steinem and the 60s and 70s feminism. But he is a huge, huge advocate and studier of... Uh, this boy problem we're having Mm -hmm. right now. Men's rights. Men's rights. And like um, making sure we're looking at what's going on with these boys as the like Me Too movement is happening Mm. and as the rise of feminism is happening. How does that affect like
0: the boys? Mm. And he has a a book called Boy Crisis.
1: Yes, Boy Crisis. Mm -hmm. Yes. And um, I I would love to sit down and talk with this man because I have many, many, many questions and I don't necessarily... Fall in line with everything that he has to say, Mm -hmm. but this sort of notion that um, we are we are when we're talking about um, like gender studies, for example, nowadays, Mm -hmm. gender studies is now really only about looking at like women's rights and women's issues and gay rights and Mm -hmm. you know LGBTQ communities, but they don't have like a men's rights class. Mm. Mm. And that does and we don't talk about how society in the society mm. we're living in the patriarchy is also too. affecting yeah. boys. Ooh. On a side note, I watched another video of his and he claims that the patriarchy doesn't exist, which I to which I oh <laughs> wanted to fight him. Would you lead with that if he yes, was right I here? wanted I like really was looking up his email address <laughs> before I got here because I wanted to write him an email being like please explain. He Why said, did he say that the
0: patriarchy doesn't he said,
1: exist? They were saying it's like a mytholo- mythological thing and that actually women um, w- women don't have any power and men don't have any power. And I don't know who has the power then. But like uh, <laughs> that was sort of their argument. But then he said, this is what blew me away. He was like, if there was a patriarchy, then men would just say that they could sleep with anybody they wanted to. Like any woman should just give in to them. And I was like... But that is what's happening. That is what they're saying, <laughs> and I was like, my I friend. I'm saying. And then he said, and he's like, and if there was a patriarchy, if it was real, then men would expect like 13-year-old girls to just like want to have sex with him. And that would be fine. I was like, uh, Jeffrey, Epstein. Jeffrey Epstein just did do that. And he got away with it for Forever. three decades. Yeah. A four, so I do think that this guy's a little bit disconnected from <laughs> reality to some degree. But the parts that I do agree with, and I think <laughs> that we have to make sure we're also kind of aware of this, and mm-hmm. I have lots of thoughts about this, is that... We the this society that we've had, which I think is a patriarchy, has negatively affected the boys too. Mm-hmm. And you were just saying like they're not allowed to have feelings; they're not allowed to feel like there's a lot of pressure for them to be strong men. Yeah, be man, on a up. Team, man, man up, football team, man up. Don't mm-hmm. cry. Uh, he was talking to you on a different thing about how like we expect like it, it should it's okay and it's expected for a man to like go play football and then maybe get concussed and possibly die of like a horrible brain hemorrhage. Mm. And that is like being a man. And so anybody that doesn't really like fit that, they feel like they don't fit in and they don't feel like they have a space. To, or they're, not you know, or a ma- they're not masculine or they're not masculine enough. Hmm. Um, and the, I don't know. And that that. Think of all those feelings that these incels have, right? They have all these feelings and they don't know how to like direct them.
0: Right. Because society is telling them don't feel. Right. You're, and they're yeah. saying
1: that you, you're not allowed to cry. And also if you cry, then you're like less than and then you take it out on other people.
0: Mm. And that's why this is so important that we're talking about it. Right. Because with our podcast, we're trying to, you know, we are feminists and we're trying to, you know, speak to women, but also... We have to show this other side, like you're saying. And also, if we don't have healthy men, women are not safe. Women don't have
1: women can't be fully healthy if the men in our society aren't healthy. So like, yeah, we got to take care
0: of these boys. We got to take care of these kids that are coming up. We got to take care of the men in our lives, too. You know, it's curious. Like, sorry to interrupt. I I think about this constantly. And I've been talking to my younger sister about this because she's raising two twin boys. I mean, they're only nine months old right now. But like, I want to send her this TED talk about how important it is. So what he goes into, too, is how important the father figure is with these men and that what was the crazy statistic he said? 26 out of 27 of these mass shooters that were have father- shot more than eight people eight had, or more had didn't were fatherless. Right. So, and
1: that almost 100 percent
0: of people in ISIS were fatherless, men, boys and girls that had joined ISIS. You, yeah. I feel like we don't talk about like the effects of, lo- of not having a father figure. I feel like we talk maybe about I mean, it's not even we talk about like not having a father, but it's like a single mother. It's we praise a single mother. We talk so how great a mom and and how she does all this stuff to make ends uh, meet. And then I actually have heard, you know, s- some uh, younger kids like succeed because they have a strong mom figure that's like leading them to college sure. and doing, and you know, true. and working sure. all these jobs at the same time and. But never have we don't talk about like what what happens to these young people when there isn't a father present. Right.
1: And the guy does talk about in the the TED talk that that there is a kind of parenting that the father brings to the family that is really important to mm. setting boundaries and to being good role models and that it, it creates more empathy believe it or not because mm. people say oh men don't have empathy but they but they do they're humans do i mean you know that's and that's, he talks how important family dinners are family dinners <laughs> and i think one thing that's hard is like well what are the reasons why the father's not Around Mm -hmm. One is that sometimes men get women pregnant and then they leave. Mm -hmm. That's a reality. Mm -hmm. One is that um, he was kind of putting a lot of the blame on um, how women are more autonomous and that they, that divorce is more acceptable now Mm. so that that also, when there's a divorce, the woman tends to get main main custody. Mm -hmm. And um, then sometimes the the dad just isn't really like around anymore. So that's Mm -hmm. a very real thing that happens. Mm -hmm. Uh, But I guess, I would like to think that his speech was also kind of directed at men stepping up and saying mm-hmm. like, okay, because I think he's sort of saying too that like, well, society doesn't leave room for the men to come in and be fathers. And that's true, but, um, and that is true. Mm-hmm. In addition to that, individuals can step up and mm-hmm. be, be present and, and, you know, really fight for custody with their kids and, and fight, and not, I don't want to say fight because that feels like so, mm-hmm. you don't want the tension in the family either. Because he also gave some ad- some advice about being like, if you are in a divorced situation, uh, you should get equal custody. So it should be 50, mm. 50 time spent with mom and dad mm-hmm. that you should not live more than 20 minutes away from each other. So it's easy to like be around each other. Mm-hmm. And that also, um, you shouldn't t- speak badly of your spouse,
0: mm. especially yeah, like, so women. I mean,
1: nobody should speak badly of their spouse, but especially I think it feels sometimes like the wives speak more badly about the husbands, but sometimes it's cause they're not around. Right. And they're mad, you mm-hmm. know? Um, mm. So I think that there are these like other it's so easy for like the feminists, like liberal feminists right now to just be like men are scum <laughs> and <laughs> they, you know, they don't get it. And they've they have all this like male entitlement and this male. Um, what is that word?
0: Testosterone?
1: No, no. <laughs> <laughs> male supremacy. Uh, no, but the um, what is it called when like I have a benefit over somebody else because I'm white? And then privilege privilege, Mm. that there's all this male privilege, Mm. Um, but like it doesn't. If you're being told over and over again, like "Well, you have male privilege," that that's silencing individuals. Mm. So like the boys aren't allowed to talk because the women are saying, Mm. like, "Oh, you have all this privilege. Like, shut up. Shut up. It's our turn to talk." Right. Which I don't disagree with to some degree
0: either. Mm. Well, he put it where he was explaining when a young man has like, uh, you know, sees a beautiful young woman. And it's like, I I could never be with her. She's too, too, you know, at a higher level and can't get there. Like, how then as a man, they go internally to say like, okay, well, I need to like, you know, get a better job to make more money so I could take her out, take her to a nice thing. It's like, I've never thought about that from a man's point of view of how much pressure that is for a man.
1: Yeah, and how much, and I think that that's another good point he makes is that In the home, we've talked a lot about how women have a lot of pressure. You know, they've had pressures at home and all that stuff. And, you know, that sort of feminist women's lib stuff. But they never talk about how um, men also sacrifice for their families by working. Right. They make so many sacrifices. Yeah. And that he had this crazy story. So... I'm going to keep this brief. But he he had this story about how he was at a party in probably it would have been in like 1973 (laughs) or eight, maybe 1978 or so. And uh, Gloria Steinem was at the party and he was like trying to go talk to her because they're buddies or whatever. And before he can get over to her, this guy comes up and starts talking to him and say, hey, you're the guy that uh, started all the men's men's groups and things because he had been starting these men's groups for men to get together and have a place to communicate with each other Mm -hmm. and share their feelings and share their experiences. So this man was like, "Um, I just want you to know that you like changed my life. (gasps) These Mm -hmm. men's groups really made a huge difference to me, and they were debating stuff, and they ended up talking for like an hour, and he said, well, what's what's like your greatest regret, or where is your biggest hole in your heart and in your life? He said, my biggest regret is that um, I I had a son with my ex-wife, and he I did I was working all the time and I didn't put any time into this boy and like how is that going to affect him mm-hmm. and I was off and I, my job required me to travel a lot and I would travel and I would have affairs while I was on the road and it crumbled it ruined my relationship mm-hmm. with my wife and we eventually got divorced and I'm just not in his life at all at this point he's like and I, re- I it tor- tortures me that I have that and he said um but I have another son coming, Mm -hmm. or I don't know if he was coming or he'd just been born, or or his son was coming. And he was like, and I'm having so much anxiety around it because am I gonna do the same thing? Like, how Mm -hmm. do I deal with this new son? And so the guy from the TED talk was like, well, what would you like to do? And he was like, well, honestly, I would like to quit work and be mm. with my son for five years. I want to give him five years before he goes to school and be like a dad. Mm. He's like, I don't feel like I'm allowed to do that. I don't have space in my life to oh, do that. Well, and the guy a patriarchy. said, well, right? I mean, but I think that that's a real thing yeah. that like women are allowed to stay home and like, mm-hmm. and now women are allowed to work, so they have the options. But the men don't have the option. The men are supposed to stay at work and work and work, and they're not. It's not cool for them to like not mm-hmm. work. So the guy said to him, was like, well, have you asked your wife about it?" And he said, um, no, I haven't talked to her about it. He said, "Go talk to your wife about it. Go see like what she has to say about this." I, I guess in the men's groups he mm-hmm. was talking about this. So the guy is telling the story about how then he went to his wife and said, "Hey, I have this thought. What if I stay home for five years and not work at all? Like, what what mm-hmm. happens then?" And the woman said that would be incredible.
0: Mm. It would
1: be incredible for you to be able to be like a dad, like for real. Mm -hmm. And so it was two years in at this point when he had met the Ted talk guy and said like, Hey, like this changed my life. And so I did all the things that we we had discussed and, um, and he's like, how's it going? He's going great. And I'm really happy. And I'm so glad I did all this. And then, um, something came up. Oh, (laughs) and he said, someone came up and asked for an autograph and the Ted talk guy was like, Oh sure. I'll give an autograph. And then the guy was sort of like, um, I met him. And he was like, oh, sorry. And he's like, so, yeah, I, I, you, you give the autograph. And he was like, are you famous? And the guy was like, I'm John Lennon. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> so that was that straight. And then he was like, aren't you in a band? And she was like, yeah. <laughs> but that, like, the like, f- So that <laughs> from that point. Yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> right. Wow. And that, like, we think of this job. And his point was that, like, we think of his job as being the ideal job.
0: John Lennon's? John Lennon's job. Yeah, just being (laughs) like the superstar
1: and having everything you'd ever want. And he said also during the course of that conversation that John Lennon said, I just wish people knew how much stress I go through too in my job and how much I feel so much pressure to keep working so that I can keep that level of income coming in for my family and all these things. And also that like I have so much self-doubt and I never know if this is the time that the project's going to fail. And like, it's really, really stressful too. So even like the most... You know, wow! Freeing jobs. What an incredible Whatever. story! Yeah, and that everybody goes through these things. And the truth is, like, I mean, I don't know what Julian Lennon's situation is now, but like, definitely Sean Lennon got the better end of that stick. That was pretty obvious. And even though he only had his dad for five years, <gasps> his dad was present in his life. <gasps> anyway,
0: wow! <laughs> I that was a crazy Sean story.
1: Lennon. Who we've met? Who we've met? Yeah a lovely guy and Yoko Ono, who we've kind of met, who was, and he even said, he was like, Yoko Ono was such a great example of a wife that was supportive of her husband's needs also. Mm. And I'm not saying husband's needs like the way, like feminist, but mm. husband's needs is like, um, I'm trying to break down some of these barriers that we have where it's like, no, the man goes to work. And if Mm -hmm. you don't work and bring home that money, then I'm divorcing you. Mm. And saying, like, we need to make more room for dads Mm -hmm. in our lives, period.
0: Well, speaking of which, I talked to my friend Ellen, who lives in Sweden uh, recently, and uh, she said that, so she gets 18 months maternity, paternity, we've talked about it on the pod, so she got a brand new job at this really awesome place. And so she's going She's going to work. And then he's going to be taking six months oh, off to I stay home with their three girls. That. And he, every, the full family is so excited. She's excited about her brand new job that yep. she's going to quickly rise up the rat ladder. And then he's super excited to be staying home with the and kids. And it's going to be so good for the right. girls. Right. It's, it's going to so be so great for the girls. Good. And I don't know. I just... We got, we, yeah, there's so much work to be doing. And that's why it's so great that we can have this podcast to just talk about it because it's not just about the, we, the women's experience. We need to be talking about the man's experience. I mean, maybe further down the line, we can have a man on the podcast to actually talk talk about about incels and like all this sort of stuff, because it would be good to have their point of view as well.
1: And how they fit into this whole like me too movement and not just, you know, the shame that comes with that and like that, If the narrative right now is that like all men are evil, where do people, where do regular men fit in? Just Mm -hmm. right, not even incels, just like a regular guy, you know? Right. Where does he fit into this, Mm -hmm. you know? (sighs) So I don't know. And I've had some conversations with some guy friends recently where they're like, you know, they'll see a posting or a joke from a woman and it'll be like, um, sort of like, you know, future is female and women are taking over, like, better watch out, guys, or whatever. And they're, they're, that's, I mean, it probably scares them a little bit, too, but there's also a sense of like, wait, I thought you wanted equality, not supremacy. Ah, and interesting. The, and my response was like, yeah, I mean, yes, I think that equality is really the thing. But number one, we're not we're not there. we're yet. not there
0: yet. and we have to celebrate the small wins exactly. And we're angry, yeah, you know,
1: so that's the balance because I don't think what we're what we're saying today is not that like, let's stop, let's stop our own self-praise and let's focus on the men because we don't need to do that (laughs) uh but it but it is worth noting that like you know when you maybe you can catch yourself next time you're saying like kill all men yeah (laughs) like that might not be helpful to anybody right because i think that the real goal is is equality it's not Women taking over. I don't think that that's
0: no. The Mayans. We, we don't want. We don't want the Mayans. Not fall. Wanna, not fall not yeah. all the
1: way to the Mayans.
0: Yeah, we don't want the women to be ruling the earth. Oh, I mean, that might be interesting. Cool. I but, wouldn't mind seeing what that was like. But let's start with a female goal. president. How about that?
1: Yeah, a and female president. And you know what? A female president doesn't mean that we're ruling the earth. It right. means we're moving toward
0: equality. Because guess <gasps> what? We've never We've had never a had female one. president. It's gonna be twenty twenty, and. I mean, we'll see what happens. Fingers crossed. Who yeah, knows? We'll Who, Who knows? knows?
1: But I mean that. Yeah, that's where I think that we also have to remember that. And the boys, you said something really interesting earlier. I did. Do you remember what it was? I remember. Doctor Pharrell. <laughs> no. no? <none>. Okay. <laughs>
0: um,
1: you had made a really good point earlier today, but not on the podcast, but just to me about mm. empathy.
0: Oh yeah. Well, I was reading that women will dissect this issue. And like trying to understand men and why they're, why these incels exist and what possibly in society has created them. But men would never empathize with the women's plight. Right. And it's taken
1: like, here we are, (laughs) you know, the proof is in the pudding because for years and years and years, men, I mean, we don't even know how our bodies work because men doctors weren't interested in that. Mm. So it is interesting. Yeah. So it is interesting how it's not really, I mean, it's great being a woman. What can I say? We're very <laughs> lovely beings. We are. And you know what? So are men. Yes. And let's encourage <laughs> more men to, um, that That empathy is not a female trait mm. and a feminine trait. passion. Kind of yeah. yeah. That's not yeah. feminine. That's um, every that's a human trait. Mm. And we have to allow men to
0: be empathetic yeah. and teach them how to yeah. be empathetic. Well, both men and women listening, you know what you should do? Go to adamandeve.com and use the promo code horio to get 50% off. One item.
1: Join us on Patreon. Uh, We're on Patreon under Reformed Whores. If you'd like to subscribe to us, we have all these fun goodies that we um, dole out as the months go along. Uh, (laughs) Things that are exclusive to our Patreon listeners. It's a fun way to support us and also see what we've been up to.
0: Mm -hmm. That's right. Well, I'm glad that we had this. I was nervous getting into incels, but I think that we kind of hit some interesting
1: points yeah we didn't hit all of it because there's so much but send us an email if you if any of this resonated with you or if you disagree with anything at podcast at gmail.com
0: now play us away Katie and Marie okay Take yours off and lend it to me Cause if I had a willy fur just today I'd be standing up and spray all over the place Put it in a sock can,
1: jerk off Slap it hard across your face Don't get me wrong, I'm proud to be a woman Just sometimes I wonder what it's like to have a gong. Doesn't hurt to ride a bike, doesn't hurt to wear a thong And you play it like a flute while singing
0: I'm with, with my jizz. Whoa, well, Katie, are you shooting your jizz all over our guitar player right there? Why, yes, I am. It's full of protein.